Now you have to be really, really careful with a likes campaign because if you don't target it properly, what can happen is you just get tons and tons of likes, which, you know, sounds great, right? But if you don't target the campaign properly, then often you'll get a bunch of likes and not so much engagement, which can really just not reflect very well on your band. Welcome to the Being in a Band podcast. I'm your host, Monica Strutt, and I'll be your new band bestie as we deep dive into all things music marketing, PR and strategy, as well as the mindset it takes to succeed in today's modern music industry. I know the highs and lows of being a musician, and I've seen far too many of my talented peers give up on their dreams far too early in their careers. After working for years, both as a musician and professional digital marketer specializing in the music industry, I now help emerging bands break through the glass ceiling and reach the next level in their careers. Let's do this. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Being in a Band podcast. I hope you're doing really well. Not sure if you can hear, but it's actually a very rainy day here in Melbourne. So if there is the background noise of rain, then, you know, enjoy the ambience, I suppose. But I took a little bit of a break from this podcast and also the Daily Music Business podcast the past couple of weeks for a couple of different reasons. But first off, speaking of the Daily Music Business podcast, I have some exciting news So if you don't know, the Daily Music Business Podcast is exactly what it sounds like. It is a daily music business podcast. It has, you know, a variety of hosts each day, myself included. My episodes usually get uploaded on Thursdays or around about the middle of the week. Other hosts include Matt and Keith from the Dumb and Dumbest Podcast, Katie Zaccardi from the Out to Be Podcast, Jesse Barton, who is a manager for Pinup Management, and a bunch more amazing music industry professionals. So the Daily Music Business Podcast recently announced that we are now actually on the Sound Talent Media Podcasting Network. This is the new home of podcasts like Axe to Grind, the Punk Rock MBA, and so much more. And it's actually a subsidiary of the Sound Talent Group, who have bands like Sum 41, Lamb of God, I Prevail, and, you know, a whole bunch more. So it is an incredible honor to be on the Sound Talent Media Network with the Daily Music Business Podcast right from the very, very start. So it's a very proud moment indeed. But as I was saying, I did take a little bit of a break the past few weeks because I did have a course launch for the Work From The Tour Bus course, which is my business course for people that want to start or grow their own business within the music industry. It's now closed for enrollment, but I will be opening it up as a self-study program in the next couple of months or so. So definitely keep an eye out on that. You can DM me on Instagram if you want to be the first to know. And as you may know from launching music or something like that, you know, when you go through a period where you're heavily, heavily promoting, it definitely takes a lot of energy out of you. And I do find that I need a little bit of a rest after I launch a new program or, you know, after my band's gone through a new release or something like that. So just a public service announcement that, you know, if you're not taking a break after any sort of launch, then, you know, you're really doing yourself a disservice. As someone who has personally experienced burnout before, I really don't want you to go through that because what happens is sometimes we push, push, push and go, go, go without taking a break because we need to get stuff done. And if we do burn out, it actually ends up wasting more time because then you need to rest for, you know, sometimes weeks, sometimes months, sometimes, you know, years. I've actually, you know, when I was burned 
burnt out. I feel like I needed to take a break from music for about a year. And I definitely know people that have needed to take a break for multiple years. So make sure you look after yourself. Nothing's going to come apart at the seams if you just take a little bit of a break. I honestly haven't even really been managing my band's socials through this time. My drummer's kind of taken that over. And having that break has been so good. Admittedly, I didn't slow down as much as I should have, but I am just mindful to kind of just take it easy and just not allow myself to take on too many projects. I've actually got less clients than normal at this point in time because I just want to focus on, you know, just making sure that I'm doing the best that I can for my existing clients and my membership and stuff. And a lot of the time we tend to put this pressure on ourselves with deadlines or the amount of stuff that we need to get done or, you know, hitting certain targets. But the fact of the matter is, you know, if you're an unsigned band, you don't have a record label on your back and all the deadlines and the milestones that you set are actually self-imposed. So you have the power to create your own rules. You can move a deadline if you want. Honestly, at the point, a lot of you guys are at, you know, if you announce an EP drop on a certain date, no one actually is going to notice if you change that date. And I myself have actually changed the date of my own EP launch. And I bet no one in my audience actually realized or remembered. And we had a full PR campaign going for that as well. And literally no one even brought it up. I think one person brought it up or one media outlet brought it up. And, you know, it really wasn't a big deal at all. I see so many bands, you know, put themselves under this enormous pressure for a release date that they basically have control over. It is worth just taking your stuff down from your digital distribution paying the $30 again or however much it is to upload a single or EP and changing that release date to make sure you have all your ducks in a row, the proper marketing plan and everything like that. Because the harsh truth is that no one is paying as much attention as what you might think. And as I said, that is a little bit harsh, but it's also very freeing because you are in complete control of your career. I also took a break for personal reasons. I've had some family matters to deal with the past few weeks, which have been a little bit stressful. So that is obviously my number one priority. And we've also just gone into an extended period of time of stage four lockdown here in Melbourne. So it's a bit of an emotional roller coaster because basically, just in case you don't know what Melbourne, Australia is going through right now, we are not actually allowed to leave our house. We are housebound and we have two hours of allocated exercise a day, which we can split up into two if we want. So like one hour in the morning, one hour at night or whenever. And we can also leave the house to shop for essentials, you know, groceries, if we need to go to the pharmacy, that sort of thing. So we definitely are allowed to leave to go to the shops and to exercise. But other than that, unless you are an essential worker, you have to stay inside your property. And look, I feel blessed because I do work from home and I quite enjoy being at home and I yeah, run my own business and everything. So it's actually allowed me to double down on business, but I'm definitely getting to the point where I'm starting to go a bit crazy and climbing the walls and definitely does play with your mental health when you're stuck inside and aside from walks and stuff like that. And as I said, it's currently raining. So, you know, you can't obviously go outside when it's raining unless you're very, very game. So going through the emotional roller coaster of isolation, you know, some days you feel just completely on top of it and productive and everything. And then other days, you know, you just don't feel like doing anything. You just want to laze around in your pajamas and whatnot. And having this added extra pressure of this family situation and not being able to get to a particular family member because we're not allowed to travel interstate. Most of my family do live in another state has been very, very difficult, but the family situation is, you know, looking really good. So I definitely have a bit of a new lease on life at the moment, but 
but I just want to let, you know, whether you're in Melbourne or whether you are anywhere in the world and just taking precautions and staying home as much as you can, please do take care of yourself and please know that it is going to be a roller coaster. As I said, some days you're going to feel on top of the world and normal. And then other days you're going to feel maybe a bit emotional for seemingly no reason at all. And the best advice I can give is just roll with it and know that tomorrow is a better day. And to also have some key activities that you do to change your state, which I can do a full podcast on this if you guys want. But for now, we'll dive into today's topic, which is the types of ads your band can set up for each and every release. Whether it's a single EP or album, here are three ads that I recommend setting up which are really going to help you get the mileage out of your release that frankly it deserves. If you don't have budget put aside for paid advertising, you really are doing yourself a disservice and it's basically like flushing money and songs down the toilet. So do not waste your songs. Do not waste all the money and the time that you've put into recording, mixing, mastering, let alone writing and rehearsing your songs. Don't waste all of that by not having any budget set aside for promo. Before we dive into the first ad type, make sure you do hit that subscribe button. And if you haven't already, I would love if you did a review of the podcast on iTunes. I don't have any written reviews on iTunes yet, and I've had the podcast for ages. And that is totally my fault because I never, ever tell you guys to do it because, you know, I don't really care about reviews. Honestly, I'd get so many DMs from people just loving the podcast and that is enough for me, but it does help in the algorithm apparently with iTunes reviews. So yeah, if you have the time, I would love you to do an iTunes review. And in fact, if you do review the podcast, please send me a screenshot to at Monica Strutt and I will send you a free PDF of 50 social media content ideas so that you never, ever run out of social media content to post again. I will send you that free PDF. Just send me a screenshot of your iTunes review and yeah, we'll get that organized. So the first type of ad that your band should consider whenever you have a new release are Spotify ads. Now, these are the ads that people see or hear when they don't have a Spotify subscription and there is audio and also video ads available. So it's actually really fucking easy to do a Spotify ad. All you do is go to adstudio.spotify.com and they've actually got voiceover artists that you can use and you just sign up, tell them what you're promoting, set your targeting and budget and, you know, build any creative. And yeah, they actually have Spotify artists that help you out and make the ad sound really nice and professional, which is really, really fucking cool. Just using my band as an example, we released a single called Like a Ghost at the end of last year. And I think we put about $400 Australian towards Spotify ads, which is about 290 US dollars, by the way. And we had really, really good results. The song had about 40,000 streams within the first month or so. I think it was a month or two. I don't know. It's definitely our most successful song. And that particular song just did really, really well on Spotify. It got on a lot of algorithmic playlists as well. So even when the ad stopped running, it had enough momentum behind it to, you know, get on those algorithmic playlists and get a bunch more plays and, you know, listeners. So we found it really, really effective. The second type of ad is a Facebook ad. Now I know Facebook ads freak a lot of people out. The Facebook ads platform is difficult to use and it can be pretty overwhelming. And, you know, a lot of people try it out once and don't get the results that they're after. And then are kind of too scared to, you know, pour more money into it and give it another go, which is totally fair enough. So I'm actually holding a free Facebook ads workshop next week, which is an introduction to Facebook ads. 
We're going to cover when to run them, what your budget should be, how long to run them for, a little bit about the interface in terms of setting up custom audiences and lookalike audiences, as well as looking at the difference between the boost button and using Facebook ads manager and more. So this masterclass was actually going to be just for the members in my Being in a Band membership, which is my monthly membership for musicians who are ready to take that next step in their career. They get a masterclass every month, a Zoom call Q&A every single month, and also a private Facebook group where we can kind of bounce ideas off each other and be supported by a business savvy community. And I'm actually reopening the membership for a very, very limited period of time. So this Facebook ads masterclass is kind of like a membership open day. You'll get a sneak peek into what the masterclasses are like for the membership. And if you join, we have a huge month ahead. Not only are we doing this Facebook ads introductory masterclass, but I actually am going to be taking you through step-by-step how to create three different types of ads. Literally, you'll be able to just follow what I do on the screen and set up your own ads and it will take all the stress out of it. So if you're interested, head to monicastrutcom slash Facebook ads and you can sign up for this free workshop. Make sure you do sign up because it is being held via Zoom. So you do have to sign up to actually get the link and everything. Plus you get reminders. And if you can't join us live, don't worry, you'll get the replay, which you'll have access to for seven days afterwards. So yeah, definitely sign up. I'm really, really excited about this. And if you're interested in joining the membership so you can get those step-by-step tutorials, then definitely head to monicastrut.com and go to membership. I will leave the link down below to that as well. There are three main types of Facebook ads that I like to set up for myself and my clients. The first one is an awareness campaign, and that's basically a likes campaign. Now, you have to be really, really careful with a likes campaign because if you don't target it properly, what can happen is you just get tons and tons of likes, which, you know, sounds great, right? But if you don't target the campaign properly, then often you'll get a bunch of likes and not so much engagement, which can really just not reflect very well on your band. So if you've got like 20,000 likes on Facebook, but only, you know, one or two comments on each post, then, you know, there really is a mismatch there. So you have to be very, very careful. And trust me, Facebook likes do not mean what they used to at all. And that's why I say, I, and that's why I'm not really someone who recommends doing awareness campaigns all the time. But yeah, it can be, you know, a good kickstart for your band. And especially if you target it correctly, you can really get your ideal followers onto your page and interested in your releases and shows that you're promoting. You can also do an awareness campaign sort of, you know, just before you're about to release new music or something like that, or just periodically. But I'm not really someone who recommends doing them all the time because I know that musicians and bands don't really necessarily have the budget to be doing them all the time. And you really have to have a clear defined goal with any sort of marketing that you do. I also recommend doing engagement Facebook ads, and this is especially good if you upload a full video on Facebook and, you know, you not only want to get views, but you want to get people commenting and engaging. I think this is so powerful. I don't like doing views ads because again, it's the same sort of concept as awareness campaigns. You get a whole bunch of views and zero comments. I've definitely known people that that's happened to, and it's basically because the ad's been targeted too wide. And I just don't think views campaigns are very effective because Facebook is is just trying to find the cheapest possible view. And that's not going to get you high quality people looking at your video and then going on to engage with you. So there is obviously so, so much to Facebook ads. I really recommend that you join the free workshop that we're doing in just a few days. Sign up at monicastrut.com slash Facebook ads. And yeah, we will dive into it further. 
And the third type of ad that your band should consider doing whenever you have a new release is a YouTube ad. Now, there are a couple of different YouTube ads that you can do, and obviously this would be pertaining to when you're releasing a video clip, but they are so effective in getting the views on your videos up. And if targeted correctly, again, you can actually get, you know, a bunch of new followers and, you know, engagement on your video. And with all of these ads, you know, Spotify, Facebook, and YouTube, as I said, you know, you do need to make sure you have budget set aside. And I recommend, you know, spending maybe $100 or something like that on each, and then you can up the budget if you find that it's successful. As I said, on Spotify, we dropped about $400 Australian, which is $290 US. I don't know if I dropped quite that much on a single again. Maybe we'll see how our budget is. I do think that Spotify does tend to work better for some genres than others. But with all of these things, like there is no one answer. There is no right or wrong way to do this. It's unfortunately just going to be a bit of an experimentation. And particularly with the Facebook ads platform, that's a platform that actually gathers data for what works for your page and then uses that data to better target future ads. So you can't just do a Facebook ad once and expect it to run perfectly. Obviously, there's a lot of components. It's like whether you target it properly how much budget you put behind it. Is it actually a high quality song that you're promoting or, you know, is the copyright? There are so many components, but one of those components is definitely about the Facebook ads platform, you know, gathering data and learning as you go. So you definitely need to give it a couple of goes and likewise, you know, with YouTube as well. This is another advantage to doing singles, by the way, because you can use your singles as kind of practice goes before honing your strategy and having things set up the best they can be for when you drop an EP or album. So just to run through them again, the different types of ads that I recommend setting up for when you're doing a release are Spotify ads, Facebook ads, and YouTube ads. Now, given the theme in my Being in a Band membership, this month is all about Facebook ads. I'm going to be dropping a couple more episodes on the pod about Facebook ads. So definitely subscribe if you're not already and come follow me on social media. I'm Monica Strutt everywhere. I really hope you've enjoyed this episode. It is good to be back and I'll speak to you next time.